Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park, the Marlins opened up a seven-game homestand and a four-game set against the visiting Pittsburgh Pirates. The lefty Trevor Rogers went opposite of the right-hander Mitch Keller. And with a recap, as always, here is Glenn Geffner. Well, not the homecoming the Marlins were hoping for tonight. After splitting four in New York over the weekend, they came home to start this final seven-game stretch leading up to the All-Star break. First to four against the Pittsburgh Pirates, team that came in 14 games under 500. But it's the Pirates who jump on Trevor Rogers early and rolled to a 5-1 victory here in game number 85. Rogers started for the Marlins against Mitch Keller, and before Keller threw a pitch tonight, he was given a lead. Kevin Newman led off the top of the first against Trevor Rogers with a single to left field. Key Brian Hayes then hit a ground ball wide at first base that was fielded by Jesus Aguilar. He flipped to Rogers covering, but Rogers, who was running to first base, never turned around to look for the ball. The ball got by Rogers. Newman went to third. It was scored an infield hit with the error on the first baseman's toss, enabling Newman to advance the extra 90 feet from second to third. So, in the first inning, right out of the chute, two batters in. The Pirates had first and third with nobody out. Michael Chavis struck out for the first out with Daniel Vogel back at the plate. Key Brian Hayes stole second, putting men at second and third with one out. But Vogel back then struck out, and Trevor had a chance to get out of the inning if he could get Diego Castillo, and he jumped ahead. No balls, two strikes. The 0-2 from Rogers is blooped out towards center, going to fall in for a big two-out hit. In to score Newman. Here comes Hayes, and it's 2-0 Pirates. Two outs. And on an 0-2 pitch, Castillo gives Pittsburgh the lead. Castillo came in batting just 198 on the season. But his 24th and 25th RBIs, we didn't know it at the time, would be all that Pittsburgh would need in this game. Mitch Keller was terrific. He had never gotten more than six innings in any of his major league starts over the last four years. Tonight he goes seven, allows just five hits and a single run. He was Given another run in the second inning. Trevor Rogers with one out. Walk Jake Marisnik with two outs. Marisnik stole second base. And again, the Pirates got a big two out knock. This one from the shortstop, Kevin Newman. 2-1 to Newman. Is shot into left center field. Racing over Sanchez. Can't get it down for a hit. Marisnik's going to score. Headed for second base. Newman. And he is in there safely. 3-0 Pirates. Stolen base pays dividends for Pittsburgh. And it would stay 3-0 all the way into the sixth inning. Trevor would settle down. He pitched around a leadoff walk in the third, got a double play, faced only three in that inning. Allowed a two-out double to Jake Marisnik in the fourth inning, but hung another zero. Had a 1-2-3 fifth. 
in the sixth inning, having not gone more than six in any game this year and having gone five and a third in only one other game, he allowed a walk and a single to start the inning. Then he struck out Ben Gamble looking for the first out at that point after five and a third innings and 101 pitches. Don Mattingly decided it was time to go to the bullpen. Zach Pop came on, and he got out of the mess. He inherited two on with one out, but he got Josh Van Meter to fly to center. He struck out Jake Marisnik, and we went to the bottom of the sixth inning with the Pirates leading this one 3-0. For Rodgers tonight, five and a third innings, six hits, three runs, two earned. He walked three, struck out seven, 101 pitches, 68 strikes. Just the third time in his major league career, second time this year, Trevor Rodgers has gone over 100 pitches in a major league outing. Now in the bottom of the sixth, the Marlins finally broke through against Mitch Keller, down 3-0. They got a one-out double from Garrett Cooper, and with two outs, Cooper was still at second base for Avi Garcia. 1-0 pitch, a ground ball to the left side, base hit, Avi Garcia. Coop is waved at third, he's coming home, and the Marlins are finally on the scoreboard. It's 3-1 in the sixth. Garcia knocks in his 26th. But Keller would get Jesus Sanchez to pop to short, then work 1-2-3, seventh inning. So seven complete for Mitch Keller for the first time in his career. Five hits in a run, no walks, five strikeouts. He hit a batter, 95 pitches, 61 strikes. We told you Zach Pop got out of the sixth inning, pitched around a leadoff double, retired three straight in the seventh. Richard Blyer then a 1-2-3, eighth inning on six pitches, all strikes. But the Marlins couldn't get anything going. They had a chance in the bottom of the eighth against Chase DeYoung, who walked the leadoff man, pinch hitter John Birdie. But Joey Wendell then a fly ball to left for the first out. Garrett Cooper lined it short for the second out. With Jesus Aguilar coming up, Derek Shelton, the Pirates manager, brought Yeti De Los Santos on to pitch. And Aguilar reached on catcher's interference for the second time since Saturday and for the fourth time this season. The Marlins had first and second with two outs in the eighth inning, but Avi Garcia struck out, ending the threat, sending us to the ninth inning at 3-1 Pittsburgh. Jimmy Yacobonis was the fourth Marlins pitcher of the night, and things did not go well for him. Josh Van Meter, a leadoff double. Man at second, nobody out ninth inning for the one-time Marlin, Jake Marisnik. 0-2 to Marisnik is a breaking ball, hammered. Left field, De La Cruz going back onto the track at the wall. Home run up onto the... Concourse near the Budweiser Bowtie Bar. Jake Marisnik, a two-run blast to make it 5-1. There would be two more hits after that. An infield single by Jason DeLay and a base hit to the outfield by Kevin Newman, who went 3-for-5 tonight. Yacobonis finally, though, would get out of the inning. He struck out Keep Ryan Hayes. Got Michael Chavis to fly to left. He walked Dan Vogelbach, but then Jack Sawinski hit a fly ball to left. Eight to the plate. Two crossed it in the ninth for the Pirates, and they would take a 5-1 lead in the bottom of the ninth inning. Yeri De Los Santos stayed on. He walked leadoff man Jesus Sanchez, but then he came back with three straight strikeouts. Brian Anderson, who went 0-4, 3Ks tonight. Brian De La Cruz, who was 1-4, and then Miguel Rojas to end it. Mickey 0-4, a couple of punch-outs as the Pirates take game one of this series, 5-1. For Pittsburgh, five runs, 11 hits, one error, nine left. Pirates had 16 at-bats with men in scoring position. Only managed three hits, but they win the game 5-1. For Miami, a run five hits, one error, seven left. Marlins go one for fourth men in scoring position. Mitch Keller, the winning pitcher, 3-6 and six, over Trevor Rogers, 4-8. and eight. Yeri De Los Santos with his third save of the year. Time of the ball game was three hours, three minutes. The Pirates with the victory have won three straight, matching their season high. It's their third three-game winning streak of the year. 
They swept the three-game series at Dodger Stadium. How about that? May 30th through June 1st. And then their other three-game winning streak came last month. They won one game at home against the Giants, final game of a series. And then they took the first two of a home series against the Cubs. That was between June 19th and 21st. They just won Saturday and Sunday in Milwaukee against the first-place Brewers. And they win here tonight in Miami. So for the Pittsburgh Pirates, just their third three-game winning streak of the season. They've won eight of the last 13 to improve to 37-50 and 50 on the year. They're now 17-27 and 27 on the road. As for the Marlins, just their fourth loss in their last dozen games. Had a chance to pull within a game of 500 with a win tonight. Instead, they fall to 300 now at 41 and 44. Miami is 20 and 18 here at Lone Depot Park. Only five hits for the Marlins. Two by Joey Wendell. Singles in the first and third innings. Garrett Cooper, the only extra base hit for the Marlins. A sixth inning double. He came around to score the lone run. Avi Garcia had an RBI single. Brian De La Cruz had a hit. But a very quiet night otherwise offensively. And the Marlins lose to the Pittsburgh Pirates 5-1. to one. It's a winning combination. Strikeouts and charity. The Marlins are committed to fighting cancer in our community and are proud to again partner this year with AutoNation in support of their Drive Pink Initiative. With every strikeout recorded by a Marlins pitcher, $25 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative and to charities supporting a cure. Tonight, Marlins pitchers recorded a total of 10 Ks. That's $250. For the season now, 724 strikeouts and $18,100 from the Marlins to AutoNation's Drive Pink initiative. Well, a lackluster performance for the Marlins, who split a four-game set last weekend against the Mets. Before we hear from Donnie after the loss, let's step aside for a quick commercial break. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Back with you on Marlins Rewind this morning. Let's hear from Don Mattingly after his ball club loses to the Pirates in the opener of this four-game set last night. Skip, disappointing outcome, obviously, coming off the, the Mets series. What was the, the difference tonight? Mitch Keller obviously had you guys off balance. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest uh, you know, factor. We get down early. Uh, they, you know, they get two in the first and one in the second. We had, Trevor almost gets out of that in the first. He gets a couple of punch outs and uh, has the guy 0-2, and and the guy, you know, puts one in play, and it costs us two, uh, and then gives up the one the next inning, and settles down. Actually, throws the ball pretty good, um, but we really didn't get anything going. We had a little chance in the first there, uh, and thought we might crack back and, and put on the board, uh, but we didn't really get a lot going on until late there. Almost go. Rogers through six innings. Yeah, I mean it was the right spot. His pitch count was decent, and he was running into three out of four lefties. Um, and we thought it was the, you know, and he kind of got on a little bit of a roll. He was holding his stuff, so we, you know, we we have used our bullpen pretty good. So him being able to do that would have been, you know, getting to where he got. It could have got ugly and and got away from us early, and and, and had to get into guys, but. You know, he was able to sustain, hold on, fight back, 
and, and keep us there at least and give us a chance. We just didn't really do enough. In that eighth inning, how do you balance Hamilton and, Gers and Birdie versus trying to give Garcia a shot? Which pitch? Or I think you went on 0-2, but... No, I mean, those guys got to get a good read, right? You got a guy up there that can hit a ball in the gap or hit a ball in the seats and put your head or tie it up. So you don't want to just, you know, you can't just run recklessly and get thrown out there anywhere. So I think your guys got to be sure that they got it. And, you know, and then again, if if they can get it early, it's better, mm -hmm. right, obviously, because then a single ties it. Uh, but you can't. You just can't be. You're still in a spot that you don't. You don't necessarily have to go, right? It's not like we gotta go steal those bags. Mm -hmm. But when the time is right, then those guys are. You gotta trust them. Back to the offense versus Keller. Was it more what he was doing, or was it the approach approach of the guys in the, in the box? From your perspective, what would you? I mean, that's that's you know what came first, the chicken or the egg? You know, when the guys. He's getting the breaking ball over. It seemed like he landed his breaking ball a lot early. He's got that two-seamer that's hard, comes hard at the righties, uh, which kind of forces you to see the ball longer. Uh, and then he gets, you know, he get, got in the break, get the breaking ball over. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I mean, I, I feel like I know the guys were prepared on what we were trying to do. Uh, executing is always a different, you know, story. With Trevor, I mean, like the last time there was some bad breaks, bounces. I mean, even I guess the blue pit today. Just how can you just take away that there is progress being made when I guess maybe sometimes the numbers don't show it? Yeah, I mean, we can you can always say any of that, but I mean, he still got the guy 2 and left a bit pitch close enough to be able to handle. I mean, that's that's a pitch that he probably wants to bury that change up in the dirt and give him a chance to chase. Uh, and then he's got different options from the standpoint of being able to go up or down. So, I mean, it is, you know, kind of a blue pit. The guy puts it in play, but also you got him 0-2. You don't have to give in there in any way, shape, or form. So that's probably, I would call that a mistake pitch, right, just from the standpoint of the count. And that's where he's, you know, he's got a, it's one of the things he's going to have to learn as he gets going is that, you know, even though it's down, it's probably a ball. It's not down enough. Mm -hmm. Hours earlier, just you know, someone mentioned the Pirates coming in. You know, just played the Mets. I guess the Phillies are coming in. The Pirates have beaten teams. Just how do you, I guess, balance where you know got to be taking it seriously because you know it's less than a month until trade deadline. You guys are trying to make up ground. Obviously, you know these games. Mean no, games. I think you know you you take every team seriously, right? Uh, and you got to get ready to play. And, you know, there are some natural uh, pitfalls in your schedule that that happen, human nature-wise, uh, but that's just something that you fight, right, and you have to fight. But it's it happens for everybody, right? Every team uh, has different sections like that. You know, they play a division rival that you're – you're chasing with a you know packed house in New York, and and then you gotta you know I go play a game that's a little quieter on a Monday, uh, but you have to get ready to play. You gotta try to win. You gotta find a way to win a game, and that's where we're at, and that's where we'll you know we'll stay there. We have to win, and we have to find ways to win games every night.
All right, so that was Donnie after the Marlins lost to the Pirates last night, whom are now 37-50. and 50. The Marlins are back to 41-44. and 44. Game two of this series comes your way tonight at 640 when Dan Castano takes the ball for Miami. We'll hit the air at 610 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you'll find some time to join us on the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.